This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And this is episode 67. And... So last week we said we were one week late, but that's because I released it a week later than the week late. <laughs> so we were actually two weeks late, even though I said one week. Okay. Does that make any sense? No. <sighs> See, that's how little you're a part of the production process. Just because your words were nonsense doesn't mean that I'm not <laughs> part of it. So screw you. Anyways, continue. Anyway. You failed. That's what you're saying. No, we failed. No, together. that's the best part about this. As I don't I don't do any of that part. So you're the failure. Not anyway. Me. You have anything going on in your life? You, what? you always ask this like you don't know. I already don't know. I mean, I already know. There's nothing. You yeah, rode your I bike got, today. I did ride my bike today for the first time in like. A decade. So long. <laughs> Seven years. Something like that. So long. Yeah. Um, I'm building a trailer. So I'm welding like every night. It's fun. I got, oh, and I have to write a paper. I got tonight. punched in the face by a two-year-old. Yeah, he has a little jellyfish. No, again. Today? Yeah. His jellyfish got you Just twice? right. Right in the freaking cheek. Blocked huh? me, yeah. Wow. What an aggressive little turd. Oh, because it was nap time. Hmm. I gave him a cookie so that he wouldn't punch me. It worked. And then he fell asleep sitting up. It was very weird. No. Yeah, it was super cute. Sleepy guy. Um, so in the news, because I have nothing else going on other than my paper I have to write and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the news, we've got a British comedian I've never heard of talked about a ghost he used to see that looked like an egg. What was his name? Vic Reeves. Oh, okay. So Vic Reeves has spoken about this came from The Mirror, which is a very reputable source. It's not. It's a tabloid. Vic Reeves has spoken about the moment when he was haunted by a ghost which was shaped as a three-foot-tall egg made of mist. The 62-year-old comedian has claimed that the incident was not a figment of his imagination at a time when many people are finding that their dreams during lockdown have taken a turn towards the surreal. Vic recalled the ghostly experience during a podcast with his friend Joel's Holland, and he said that he began getting scared and believing in the supernatural after objects began flying about when he was a teenager in a band. The comic said, quote, I was in a band when I was about 16, and we used to rehearse in an old woodwork shop, which was the guitarist's dad's place. And things like planks would fly off tables, and we'd hear footsteps going up and down stairs. Vic continued one night when we were rehearsing, and we heard these footsteps, and things started going mad. Things were flying in that. So we ran outside into an alleyway, and... What I could only describe as an egg, a three foot sized egg came out of the doors and then disappeared. It was an egg shaped thing like a mist and maybe it was an alien. Uh, Vic admitted that he was the only one that saw uh, the ghostly image in the band and he continued, quote, I saw that and then really casually went to the pub afterwards and said, I've just seen a ghost in a really flippant way because I still couldn't believe it. The other two members, the drummer and the guitarist, were looking in and it went through them. They didn't see it. It was only me that saw it go through them. All right. Weird, right? That is weird. A mist egg. I believe him. Mm, a mist egg that only you saw when there's four other, I believe three him. other dudes in the room. I believe him. Nah. You know. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Maybe there was some uh, Mary Jane involved that 
Probably. That was the mist. Mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, more than likely. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about. Yeah, it's in the title. USSR UFOs, which we I already kind of touched on with the Lake Baikal thing, but apparently I was just scratching the surface. You're up. All right. I decided today was a good day for Reddit stories, and I'm focusing on um, precog- precognition dreams, but it's not just dreams. It's like, you know. Just in general. Just in general. Which was Most requested. Of them are dreams. Oh, also, someone messaged us something and we haven't answered. What was it? Their grandfather went to. Oh, the dozers. Yeah. Yes. So we're going to answer you. What happened was I uh, switched. We both switched phones. Actually, we were both eligible for upgrades. And so like we got logged out of all our stuff. So if anybody's written us in the last like week and a half, um, we just haven't gotten back into our But We will be writing to you. Yes. Anyways. Yes. So we're talking about precognition and I went on some subreddits. So I got these answers from two different subreddits. The first is glitch in the matrix. Um, and then na- the title of the, uh, thread was anybody else had weird dream premonitions that came true. And it was, um, the person is no longer like no longer has that name anymore. Cause it's just unknown. And the other one I did was from the subreddit ask Reddit. And they said, if you ever had a precognitive dream, what was it about? And that one was by ASLM 93. So let's start. So um, here's the first one. This is by deleted. So I don't know who wrote it. They said, I had a dream about a car crash a couple months before it happened. Fast forward. I'm about to get in my ex's car when a voice in my ear tells me to buckle up, which I had almost never done up up to that point because teenagers are stupid. Anyways, I get in, buckle up. We talk. Then we end up at this spot I've never been to before. I literally don't remember the time between leaving his house and arriving at that destination. It's a damn blank. There's a car coming and we end up T-boned on my side. I get out and sit on a nearby curb waiting for an ambulance to arrive. Then there's a brief moment of clarity where I realize both cars are in the exact same position as in the dream. I'm sitting exactly in the same position, knees close to chest, holding my head. Later found out I suffered a mild concussion and the exact same spot as the dream. Even the road is the same. Even my outfit down to my shoes is the same. It still freaks me out. So there's that one. Um, next is another person that I, I don't have a name anymore. Said when my daughter was 16, she had a reoccurring nightmare about a man doing horrible things to children. She'd never seen the man before, but could describe him perfectly. Long stringy hair, slender in his late 30s or early 40s, dirty and unkempt. One day she was with me when I went to pick up my son from a friend's house. As my son climbed into the car, a man walked out of a house a few doors down. My daughter had a complete meltdown, screaming and crying that this was the man from her dreams. I got a quick look at the man before she completely panicked, locking the car doors and crying for me to leave, just leave. When we got home, I talked to both children. Neither had seen this man before. I spoke to my son's friend's parents. They did not know the man either. They said he had moved in a few months prior and they rarely saw him outside. A few days later, a huge story broke about a child sex ring. And yeah, it involved that same man. His name was Harry Robbs. This happened in Clovis, New Mexico in 2003. And then they linked stories to it. So apparently it was like a big that's, so that's sex weird. ring break. So that's weird because there are a lot of studies saying that like you can't dream of someone that you haven't seen. Right. Right. So you may not remember where you've seen them, but you've seen them. So maybe the kid saw him when he moved in or whatever, but... Well, no, same. but she, why would, like, it was a friend's house of her brother. No, but, okay, yeah, but also, I was just gonna say, but if she hadn't, 
Right, then that would be more. That would be so weird. Like it's just like so he just moved there a, a little bit before. It's her brother's friend's house. Yeah, it is random. And yeah. also, she's sixteen. Like she's not a little kid. Yeah, where you'd forget those kind of things. Yeah, that is weird. But um, but yeah, so that one I think has some pretty serious credence to it. That's yeah, interesting because not only is it a personal story, but it's like documented. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Okay. Um. So the next one is by. Ms. underscore Pizzy is. Um, they said I had an extremely disturbing dream, which had elements that I felt my meant my husband was in imminent danger. I begged him not to go to work that morning because it was his last day at the job, but he wasn't one to call off. So he went and less than an hour later. He was killed in an accident. Oh, that one was just short. Yeah. But can you imagine like constantly thinking about if I'd convinced him? If I had him? just done more. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so this one is by Opus Crocus. They said, <laughs> I like these names. They said, I dreamed that my friend's mother was in her first floor bedroom, which was a guest room, and had cancer. A few years later, she had cancer and was in the first floor bedroom instead of the master bedroom upstairs because the master bedroom was too hard to get to on the second floor while she had camped, ke- while she had chemo. She died in that bedroom. That was interesting, too, because, like, why would she be in there? Yeah. It's a guest room. Yeah, and, like, logically, you wouldn't piece that together. Well, and I'm sure it stuck out in her, right, in their brain when they dreamed it, because they're like, why would they be, why would she be there? Right. So, yeah, that one was really interesting. Um, I dreamed that, I dreamt that my mom received a call from my aunt that my uncle died. When I woke up from that dream, I laid there in fright since my perception of reality felt skewed. A few minutes later, when I went to my mom, wake my mom up from the room, from her room, she was on the phone crying because my uncle had been murdered. Wow. Yeah. Didn't that happen to your mom? Uh, not quite. Wasn't it something like that? It was, uh, it wasn't my mom. It was my aunt started crying and saying that, like, she felt like she needed to call her brother and then it turned out her brother was dead, which is my mom's uncle. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, and then when another uncle died, my aunts were actually together, which was rare at the time because one lived in Tennessee, the other one lived with us in Las Vegas. And, uh, my... Uh, aunt Nini uh, was uh, so in the bedroom where they were in, like you can uh, see the stairs from the door. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, I just saw my uncle, right? Like one of the uncles, so, uh, my, my mom's mom uh, came from a, they had nine kids. So a lot of uncles and aunts. Um, but anyway, uh, not my mom. Sorry. My mom's mom has eight siblings. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Um, but uh, yeah, so my aunt was uh, sitting in the bed and she goes, I just saw um, Ellie walking down the stairs. Ellie, by the way, w- like we were in Vegas at the time. He was all the way in the Philippines. Um, was it Ellie? No, it was Romy. She says, uh, yeah, I just saw Romy on the stairs. And then like not 10 minutes later, they got the call that he had passed away. It's crazy. Which at the time, like they had to get phone cards and stuff. So like it was really hard for them to call. So there was a huge time gap. Yeah. yeah. Between when it happened and when they called. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, okay. And that one was by duck, duck knee. Um, okay. So here's another one by through the blue mist. They said my now ex girlfriend and I were at a party and it was really late. So I fell asleep on the basement couch. I had a dream that my girlfriend was cheating on me with another friend in the hot tub outside and it jolted me awake. I got up and went upstairs and the exact hot tub cheating scene from my dream was playing out before my eyes. Chaos ensued. Still one of the strangest things that ever happened to me. Okay. I have a story like that. I wasn't asleep. But it was when I was dating my high school boyfriend who cheated on me and my best friend. And we were, what were we doing? We were like, we were all at like a party at someone's house. And we were watching a movie and we were laying on the floor. And 
with a blanket and she like it was like me him and then her which like i should have figured that out anyways um i was holding his hand under the blanket and i got this really strong feeling of like pick up the blanket like take it off and i didn't and like later i found out they had been holding hands too so like if i would have just listened to that i would have found out then and not dated him for another like six months and been cheated on that whole time yeah anyways. i remember that it's weird yeah. You know, um, but how much of that, like specifically to that example, right? How much of that was probably your intuition that they were being sketchy? And me just not listening to yeah, it? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Of just right. like your subconscious putting it together that, hey, these are two, you know, sketchy. This is kind of a weird people. situation. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're clearly not like rubbing you the right way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or how much of it was like something else. Or yeah, if it was something else. But I mean, yeah, just how much of it would yeah. be that. I mean, some of these others, right? Like there's no way it was something else. Yeah, right? right. You know what I mean? But with something like that, it's, you know, it's crazy for me to think about like what, how much your brain can piece stuff together without you. Yeah. And how much you're willing to just ignore it because your yeah. ignorance is bliss. Right. Um, okay. So here's another one. And this was also, this person deleted their account. So by anonymous that I had a dream when I was about six years old about my granddad dying in the dream. I was with my dad walking towards the hospital. My granddad was at, um, he had heart troubles and I went every weekend to see him in the hospital while we were walking up. My aunt and uncle were, are walking towards us and my aunt is crying. You tell us he's gone a week later. That exact thing happened. So that one's always interesting to me because little kids, like, mm-hmm. I feel like, like what little kid would make that up in their head? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're, they've really like big imaginations, yeah. but at the same time, that's such a specific thing. Yeah. It was weird for a kid to make up. But then again, it's also just like one coincidence. The next thing you know, it's a galvanized experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, like Sterling says crazy stuff all the time. Yeah. So it just take one thing lining up for us to be like, oh my god. Yeah, that's why kid stuff for me is always like half unbelievable, but half like, but why would you make that up? Yeah. You know, there's always like the, like the there's always a part of it. Yeah. And also the like, how much do you remember that wasn't actually real? Like, right. how much are you remembering what happened? Yeah. Rather than thinking it was a dream yeah, or like your timeline whatever, just gets messed right? up. Yeah. Or how much of it was like, no, that how you wouldn't have thought of that. Right, you right. know? So I always find that interesting. Um Okay, this one is by this one is actually by ASLM ninety three. They're the they're the person who asked the question. She said, when I was younger, around the age of 12, I was half awake, knowing I had to get up for school soon. I then had a weird dreamlike vision, although I wasn't quite asleep, and saw a black dog collapsing in the distance. It was only brief and lasted about a minute. I didn't think much of it, and I went to school as normal. I came home after school to be sat down by my mom, who had said something, who had something important to tell me. And before she could say it, I said, Daisy has died. And she just looked shocked and said, how did you know? Daisy was my granddad's dog who was born a couple months before me. I grew up with her. Hmm. Like, how, how, how would, would you know? know that? That's exactly. so random. This is crazy. And that, that specifically, it's just like my aunt's knowing about the uncle. Like, people do that all the time. Yes, yeah. Like, you get a phone call and all of a sudden, you know this phone call, something happened. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, that happens a lot. Yep. Um, here's another one also by ASLM93. Said, not me, but I had a friend that I went to high school with that used to say I won't make it until 20 anyway, so it doesn't matter. We all kind of just laughed his comment off as a joke. He died a couple of weeks before his 20th birthday. He was a passenger in a car accident. Random. Like, sure. Like, I used to say that too, though, so. I know, but it's just weird because it's like, that's such a specific number. Like, it's one thing to say, like, I'm not going to live very long because you used yeah. to say that a lot. Yeah. You never were like, I'm not going to live past 35. I said 35. I won't make it to 40. I said that. Okay, but I don't know. It just feels, also 20 is really young. I'm not young. 40, so, yeah. Also, 20 is really young. Man, that would be wild if I die right before 40 and they all go back to this episode. They're like, man, he knew. So I'll be really mad at you. Oh, I know. You'll be pissed. But anyways, yeah, I mean, that's. I don't know. That's just a really young age to guess. Yeah, that is. Re- yeah. And to just randomly Very say. Too, yeah. 
and only, and it was like a, a few weeks before his birthday, right. like which also really feels it, really yeah. specific. Um, okay. So, uh, this one is from Eric MM 15. He said, mine's more somber and foreboding. When I was younger, I, I've always had this reoccurring dream of my mom dying. I'd always wake up crying because it felt very real. One of these reoccurring dreams that stuck out was my mom dying on her bed at home. It was very vivid and I could remember it to this day. And this was over 15 or so years ago. My dad and brothers were there, were there around her saying our goodbyes. I wondered then why we were at home and not in a hospital, but there was this feeling that something was happening in the world that didn't allow us to go to a hospital. I seriously thought it was probably World War III. I didn't think much of it. Fast forward to this year, my mom died of cancer at our home. We were all there around her to say our final goodbyes. We all decided it was better to just let her spend her last days with us here at home because of COVID. Also, a more recent one happened this October. I dreamt feeling sad for someone who died at the sudden age of a sudden death at 40. I didn't know who it was, but the thought of someone who just made it to 40 dying suddenly and feeling sad was on loop in my head. I wake up and realize it's my best friend's 40th birthday that day. I know he has a history of car accidents. So I called him to inform him to be careful because he was going to be driving to his hometown that day. He makes it to and from his hometown in peace. A month later, he dies of a heart attack. Dang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are good. Well, not good, but. No, yeah. Informer. It's interesting, the COVID part too. That would, I mean, that was interesting. And how he rationalized it as, um, World War Three. It was just like something what crazy would cause had that to happen because yeah. we wouldn't think of it. Um, obviously, yeah, I was a super anxious kid who thought of people dying all around me all the time. So, like, again, it's one of those things of just like it would only that. have to line up once. Yeah. yeah, but it's still just very specific. Especially, well, like you said, he had recurring dreams all the time. This one was the one that was correct. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I it's get still it. Still interesting. Still interesting. Who knows? Like you always said. Okay, it, so if, okay, so let's do the thing that we like to do. Imagine they're real. It's okay. happening. Why? How? I would, I would I would go with the theory of time isn't linear. Yeah, and time's a circle and you're somehow figuring it out. Yeah, well, or just getting oh. weird glimpses of it. Did you hear about how uh, we know bees perceive time? Have you no. heard about this? No. Okay, so it, we're just talking about time is linear or not, right? Um, so there was an experiment where uh, this scientist at 4 p.m. every day would like leave out sugar water. And so then the bees started coming out of their hive at 4 p.m. every single day, mm -hmm. right? So then they were like, wow, they must be perceiving time. So then someone was like, well, what if they just figure it out based off of the light, right? So then they recreated it uh, indoors. Mm -hmm. So then they were like, okay, well, what if they're uh, perceiving it based off of like the environmental changes of the time, right? So then they put them in a salt mine and they still came out at 4 p.m., right? Oh, wow. And then they said, well, what if it's uh, based off of like the polarity for magnetism, right? Because mm -hmm. we still don't really know how uh, navigation works for a lot of animals. And so then they flew them from Paris to New York. And then they came out of their hive at 10 a.m. because they had jet lag. <laughs> but they still detected time. Wow. So we don't know how they do it, but they That's can crazy. perceive time. Yeah. So they all came out of their hive all tired and jet lagged and like well, totally wrong, but still on a schedule. Huh. Well, that was like our dog when I was a kid used to my when yeah. my mom would go to pick us up from school, she would walk and the dog would always go lay on my mom's shoes right before she left because then she couldn't leave without her knowing because yep. she wanted to go. Um, so clearly she understood oh, and, uh, time in some way. Yeah. And uh, our old dog Nala always knew when I was coming home from work. Yeah. After and it only took her like a week to detect my new schedule mm -hmm. and she would figure it out. Yep. Anyways, um, that's, anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Nothing, nothing to do, to do with it. But, but at the time, still not being interesting. Linear. So. Well, yeah, well, I just think there that, has to the, be the thing that like where I was going with that is maybe there's something else tangible about time that they can 
feel and figure out that we can't. Yeah. Right. It, now, it could be something as simple as our little bee brains are better than us at that. Or it's, you know, sim- similar to how like a fly just views stuff differently than we do. And that's how come they can avoid you so well. Um, and like time to them is stretched out because of how, how rapidly they can see. Yeah. It may be similar where it's just like there is a tangible essence of time that like something or, you know, someday maybe a machine can tap into that we can't, you know. Um, or I mean, like also there's that weird aspect of time where it's like and I talked about this last time when we talk about time. But like if you were looking if you somehow could get ahead of the light and then look backwards, you'll see backwards in time, right? Yeah. Um, or like if we had a telescope good enough to actually see what's going on in a planet, like we'd be looking in their past. Yeah, right. right. Or like technically I'm looking at your past, you know. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. But that's what you would bank on. I mean, that's the only thing that makes any sense to me. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm right. It's just the only one that I know of that. That would conceivably do it. Yeah, because I don't know how else our brains would do that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff our brains do that makes no sense. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Enjoy our little music. Bye. Okay. Um, yeah. So this week I'm talking about the, our old friend, George Knapp. Um, so Always back in the George 90s. Knapp. Yeah, he's in the center of it all. He's honestly a miracle worker. Okay. The man deserves a Pulitzer. Love him. All right. Anyway, back in the 90s, uh, he made two fact-finding trips to the former USSR. Oh, by the way, I got this from mysterywire.com, which apparently George Knapp writes for. So there you go. Um, As in the U.S., the Russian military spent decades downplaying and dismissing the UFO mystery. Private citizens were discouraged and discouraged from openly discussing flying saucers. But behind the scenes, the Russian Ministry of Defense conducted what might be the largest government study of UFOs in world history. An order was given by the Ministry of Defense that every UFO incident must be fully investigated. Thousands of cases poured in over 10 years, including videos and photographs that they've released that are better than ours. Oh, wow. Um, which is why I wanted to bring it up. In 1993 and again in 1996, Knapp traveled to Russia and met with former defense officials and gained access to hundreds of pages of once classified UFO materials. At the time, Colonel Boris Sokolov, um, in charge of the Ministry of Defense study for 10 years, he said that there were 40 incidents where Russian warplanes chased UFOs, resulting in three of those planes crashing and two of the pilots being killed. Oh, my God. Uh, Knapp also met with longtime commander of Russia's air defense system who confirmed he had ordered Russia's air force to stand down and refrain from firing on or otherwise engaging with UFOs over Russian airspace. George Knapp produced three reports on the Russian UFO investigations in April 1996 on uh, KLAS TV in Las Vegas, which my dad, I'm sure, will let me know. But KLAS was Channel 8 CBS. Why is that important? I don't know. Um, I can Google it. So here's the transcript of the story that he put together. But you should watch it because that's where they put the uh, visuals. I'm going to show Rachel as we go. But it says March 1991 radar. Uh, the Leningrad airport detects first one, then two, then three unidentified objects hovering over a nuclear plant from a dead stop. The UFO zipped away at 2000 miles per hour. That th- So here's the re- wow. here's one reason why this 
sticks out. The whole UFO and nuclear connection is huge in the US. Like nuclear sites and nuclear weapons always gather UFO interest. Okay. Um, and this is the first time I've heard of it being confirmed from the USSR side as well. Right. Which is really interesting to me because that's like something that, you know, obviously these powers, one, don't talk to each other. Right. But two, thought it was each other. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it's not like they're making it up together. No, right, because yeah. they thought it was each other. Right. And the so consistency like, is really interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, the Urals, 1976, a photographer clicks this shot, which uh, and again, I, I, I need you all to look at this, but it's like a uh, essentially a classic UFO drawing. I'm about to show Rachel. So it's like a classic UFO, right? Yeah, but that's a picture of it. And then he drew over it to show what he actually saw because the, the cameras were crappy back. Of then. course. Unlike today. But I mean, that's a freaking flying saucer, right? Um, but again, their, their photographic and video evidence was better than anything I've seen released up until the new stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying for the time, I mean, this was 93 and 96. Like that's a long time ago. Wait, I thought you said 1991. No, 1991 was when the UFO thing happened. I'm talking about his reports were in 93 and 96. That's as old as me. Yeah. 93 is me. Um, but anyway, in May 1992, a military team in the Kola Peninsula taped this spinning object. So it's a, um, it's hard to describe. It's like, it's like a jellyfish where one half is spinning and the other half has like tendrils and it's going, it looks like one of those kites at the beach, but it's like oh, way yeah. up in the, eye, in, in the sky. And it's, um, it's a video, which is nuts for the time. Um, but yeah, again, very interesting. It's not that nuts. My parents had an old. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm camera. saying to see old video because it's been it's released. Not that old though. Stop it. You're, Rachel, you're making us old. sound really old we right are now. Old. We are not that old. This was on tape. It wasn't digital. Yeah. Rachel. Anyway, in <laughs> Tbilisi, Tbilisi, um, a crew shooting a music video spotted this overhead, he says. But again, it was just another uh, like. Saucer, essentially. But you have to watch the video. I mean, this is hard. But anyway, um, today, average Russians are free to discuss UFOs, but it wasn't always so. Through the 50s and 60s, the Kremlin declared UFOs a capitalist creation, us, Mm -hmm. and thus a non-topic. But behind the scenes, Stalin and other leaders authorized secret UFO studies. Retired Colonel Boris Sokolov uh, commanded such a study for 10 years. The entire Russian military took part and thousands of report were gen- reports were generated, but were kept secret until 1993. Um, when Sol- Sokolov uh, first spoke to us, the study included 40 incidents of Russian warplanes and, and encountering uh, and encounters with UFOs. One MiG had its wing damaged in a collision with a UFO. And the graphic that they uh, included with that was literally a flying saucer with a ray beam that blew a hole in this dude's wing. OK, wow. Um, this former pilot says a UFO disabled his plane with a beam of light. So there was another one. And in 1982, a UFO hovered over a nuclear missile base in the Ukraine for hours. Unexplainably, codes were entered and the missiles were ready for launch until the UFO vanished. That's a long time of just letting it hover over you before yeah. you did anything. General uh, Igor Maltsev, for seven years, commander of the entire Soviet air defense system, recalls a UFO flap over Moscow in 1990. Hundreds of visual and radar observations by military personnel. Maltsev confirmed uh, his standing order was don't fire on the UFOs, but he declined to say much else. His boss, the former deputy defense minister, declined to speak altogether under orders. And even Sokolov is now reluctant to talk in part because he was attacked in communist newspapers following the 1993 interview. There was more 
than one kind of chill in the Moscow era these days with the double political whammy of the revived communists and the scary nationalists. The Russian government needs a UFO expose like it needs a red and white, blue paint, red, white and blue paint job on the Kremlin. Science has received the message. Individuals in the Russian Academy are now downplaying their long term studies of UFOs. Oddly, the KGB has opened up, including a release of this long secret film of a UFO. KGB adds it has no ongoing interest in flying saucer, although it has uh, it, although it does have several hundred files. So th- the video he's talking about what released and why it's relevant today is it's a pyramid shaped uh, thing, just like what the U.S. released um, finally for this year. Yeah, but right. It's, a, it's very distinctly a pyramid shaped UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, then he had another story it was part two. I think it was like, you know, there was a commercial break and then it was part two. Um, and he talks about like Russia in general, which I'm not going to go into. Um, but he was essentially just setting the scene and it ended with them taking a nine hour flight from Moscow all the way to the uh, eastern edge of Russia. So, I mean, literally across the world from where we are. Right. Um, to a uh, small, uh, he says, it's a crime infested sea- seaport where our hotel room service menu would offer bodyguard service. And like you can see and it says, so it's like, you know, room service. Yeah. And then on the right column, it said bodyguard uh, X service for one hour and it had a price. Right. Oh, so, wow, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the uh, they took like this helicopter to a very small place called Dalnagorsk, which is where in 1986, it's essentially the Russian Roswell, which mm-hmm. I'm going to look into and I'll do in a follow up episode at some point. But witnesses essentially saw an object crash into the mountain and uh, scientists have analyzed the debris, but they won't release or talk about what they have. So, um, yeah, it's. Crazy to me. So that's what I have. I mean, that's the George Knapp reports, right? So I'm going to dig into the specific incidents at some point and just report on what, you know, is worth reporting on because I don't know what I'm really going to be able to find. Um, but yeah, the article was like linked with uh, five foreign press releases uh, from the time of the USSR, like officially doing foreign press releases about UFO sightings and stuff like that. So I think it's, to me, it's just interesting because we have um, and there are other examples I think I've mentioned before, even maybe even done a story on, but like um, Italy had a helicopter shut down. I mean, or shot down by a UFO or whatever. Iraq has had issues with UFOs. There's, uh, you know, one of the South American countries. I can't remember which one, so I'm not going to guess. Had, you know, it has like the largest UFO program because they're very convinced it's real. Right. So like obviously other countries have interfaced. I just think it's really interesting. Um, and I did a story, I think, on, you know, North Korea once. Um, but yeah, I just think it's super interesting, you know, to think of like... I don't know, just the thought that each country is in a silo documenting all this stuff. And if you were to look at the whole breadth of it, like it's just so close to undeniable. But anyway, obviously, I love aliens. I'm going to keep doing them. But um, but I just thought it was interesting to, you know, hear those reports and see those images from a government that is seemingly a little bit more open than ours because it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Crazy, right? Mm hmm. You hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't have anything left to say about aliens. No, no, like, I'm saying that you hate that they're essentially here. I don't hate it. I just... I don't know what to do with it. There's, like, nothing to do. That's, yeah. that's I know what we, I don't like. We talk about it a lot. I get it. Right. But to me, it's just like, again, and we're kind of building up to something, right, with this release that's going to yeah. come out. And hopefully, I mean, it'll probably be a letdown. But I'm just saying, you know, it's just it's just one of those things that... 
of everything we talk about other than murder, right? Other than like cults that are gone. It's the thing that I think we're closest to, you know, like compared to like what we have on ghosts. Yeah, we've talked about that. It's like freaking nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and it's been hundreds of years of ghosts and like. We're no know. closer to understanding them. I and I don't know how we would get closer. Right. I don't have an idea. I was actually idea. talking to my dad about it the other day and it was just like, you know, we're at the level now that the only thing it would take now is like them literally talking to us because I mean, what else could you ask for? Right. We have it all. Yep. Um, it's freaking nuts. Also the thought of just like, for instance, there's the pyramid one, right. And then there's the jellyfish one. Mm -hmm. What if they're different freaking races? It's wild to me. I don't like it. Yeah. It's like, uh, I was talking to my dad about it. It's like, that's essentially their version of China, you, you know, Russia and the U S all, Going to go see us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The intergalactic China, mm -hmm. Russia, and US. <sighs> creepy. Super creepy. Hey, do you think though, like those, uh, the people that think that they like talk, you know, like what Rhett was trying to do, uh, talk to, where they go out in the woods and talk yeah. to aliens? Yeah. And what Sean does? No. You don't think that's legit, right? No. I don't think I don't think aliens would waste their time talking to random people right. in the woods. Like right. that happened to be hot. Right wasn't. I high, believe but. that if aliens are out there <laughs> like watching us, which obviously there's very they are, but like they're doing like scientific tests, they're like monitoring us, they're yeah. watching I highly doubt they're just like, Hey, there's a Something group of humans in the woods that yeah. I'll try to talk to me. Let's I'll just go them. talk to them. They might. I mean, who knows? Uh, something I was talking also about. They don't I, the idea that they speak English is absolutely absurd. It is absurd. Even if something they did, you'd just be like, noises. With my dad was like, you know, stuff we see is pretty. They might see it the same way. Like, like how you would stop at the Grand Canyon on a road trip. They mm -hmm. might stop at the Grand Canyon on the road trip. Yeah. You know no, what I mean? Not even just pretty, just like, what is that? Yeah, or just interesting. Yeah. Like, what if we have, We would 100% do the same. Well, yeah, but what if we just, there's something, like, what if they don't have mountains? Yeah. Or, there's no such well, thing as mountains where they well, come I mean, from. It's like, or snow. We or, go and look at mountains, and then we go to a different part of the country and look at mountains. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't, well, and my thing is, to make it more real, is if you had the opportunity, you would. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So clearly, they have the opportunity. And, we, and I've seen it before. Right. Yeah. I know. It's freaking nuts. Anyway. Love UFOs. And we love y'all. Have a good week. Yep. Bye. Bye. La, 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 la.